0: too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy30. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
1: Joe O, Joe G with you on a Friday. We got a lot to get to. Big baseball card later on. We'll look at it, some future stuff, but... We start with the NBA champions, the Golden State Warriors. They were the favorites coming in. The Celtics got up. The Celtics felt like they were going to take this thing, but the Warriors pulled away in a lot of ways. Last night, Joe, 14-2, the Celtics were up to start that game. It was like, all right, this is exactly what we thought. Back at home, they have a big night. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Celtics run away from them. And then at one point, the run that Golden State went on, middle of the first quarter up till halftime, was remarkable. I mean, they scored 21 straight points at one point, and that ended the game. I know the Celtics kind of got themselves a little bit back in. would, would it get down to? 10, 12, 10. It kept dancing in that area in the it fourth. Was,
2: it was an eight-point game with five minutes left.
1: Eight. But it was over. And once th- that second quarter run by this by the Warriors won them the NBA title last night.
2: Yeah, even when it got down to single-digits a few different times, I never thought that the Celtics would have enough to yeah. fight all the way back. There, there were some teases with some Horford trays at the end, but you're right, that 21-0 run, end of the first, beginning of the second quarter, my gosh, that's that was the longest finals run we've seen in 50 years against the number one defense all season long in the NBA. Uh, truly remarkable. There are a million different ways to go with this one. It's uh, it's easy to say after the fact, but there was a point yesterday where I felt like I, I had, to, had to say it because I don't know if it was groupthink. We wanted the Father's Day game seven. Whatever it was, I couldn't find a soul that was on the Warriors are going to wrap it up in six on the road. It was all Celtics love, and I certainly understand with what we've seen over the last five to six months with this team, but it was like, okay, we're going to, go to seven. It's just a matter of how it's going to look. Well, turnovers hit them in again. Again, uh, that has been the theme. Tatum with five. Brown had a really good game, and we expected him to bounce back after his poor shooting in game number five, but he had five turnovers. Smart with three. Some people don't like to hear it, and they got this far without it. But if you're Boston, aren't you evaluating this roster and saying, okay, the one issue we do have, turnovers, inconsistency on offense with these long lulls. We need to get a real point guard.
1: They might might have to. I mean, because they got this far, but the offense, I mean, it was, the turnovers were ridiculous. So Jason Tatum, Joe, became the first player in the history of the NBA postseason to have 100 turnovers in a postseason. I mean, just think about that for a second. He had 100 turnovers Mm -hmm. in this postseason. And I know they went to seven a bunch of times, but right? it wasn't like they played four game series and it was you know silly amount of turnovers. But it was consistent. He was consistently turning the basketball over, and that cost them. And Joe, I thought their lack of composure too cost them last night. It felt like for the first time, didn't it feel like the Celtics? The moment got to them, like when the Warriors went on that run when they started turning the ball over. Their the shoulders were sulking, the facial expressions they were like, oh, it just felt like they knew they didn't have it and. We talked about the experience factor. I don't think it played in early. Last night it played in. Last night it felt well, like one team knew how to close it out and uh, one team was like, uh-oh, we can't, we can't do it now.
2: Right. I was thinking the exact same thing and a few different points on that. Going into it, there was a lot of chatter about the experience versus lack thereof, coaching, players, all of it. And after game one, we chuckled at it. After game three, we chuckled at it. They're up 2-1. In fact, in game four, Celtics put themselves in a position to go up 3-1. Yep. And as the series moved along, and even though Steph had a poor game last time out, and look at the Warriors that got better throughout the series. How many Celtics got better throughout the series? You couldn't find them. And it and it was the it was the veterans, and then you couldn't find anything from this Boston bench, especially over the last couple of games. The Boston bench scored five points last night, five. Like that was a big part of everything they did in the second half of the season. And and I know benches get shortened, rotations, all that. We understand that happens with every team, but you still need other role players to step up, and they could not. Find those guys to come through. Like once in a while, oh, we we got a crazy Horford game, a crazy Robert Williams game, and Grant Williams earlier in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. But they were getting nothing. And when you don't have that a one superstar, you need those role players to to take control. And I'll say it. I don't give a damn about the counting stats. Tatum stunk in the NBA Finals. He stunk.
1: He was bad. Yeah. even with the counting stats, I I know he had points, but the turnovers were unbelievable. I mean, it's just, he wasn't good enough. And it's funny, we talked about the series from a million different angles. One of them we kind of touched on throughout the last week or two was, you know, the Celtics may have more better players. But it's funny, last year, early in the series, who had more better players, like a better group? Maybe it was the Suns, but Giannis was the best player on the court. His team won the NBA Finals last year. The best player on the court was Steph Curry. He had one bad game. But Steph Curry last night, again, like the best it's basketball is is the sport where you the more you watch it, the more you kind of come back to the the, the simplest form of it. Steph Curry is better than everybody. Like he's better than Tatum. He's better than Brown. I know he needs help there and they gave him help this year, but they couldn't match him. It was on Tatum or Brown to try to come close to matching him. He makes it look so easy. And I just think he's he's demoralizing to play against. You play good defense and then he's. You know, he's five feet behind oh the arc, God. and he hits one, and it's like, what are we doing here? I can't stop he's, this
2: guy. He's hitting shots. I'm like, wait, wait, did that go in because <laughs> yeah. the net didn't move and the rim didn't move? I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, he's just that good. He's just going to pull up. Um, I saw some people saying, oh, really? Wiggins didn't get a vote? Would you have used your NBA Finals MVP vote on Wiggins? Not, sure. not taking anything away from him. He was awesome. He was – their second best player throughout the entire series on the championship side. But why, why would he get a vote? It was Steph Curry before, and then he proved that he earned it in the finals. And, and now he's on a list of guys that has multiple league MVPs, a finals MVP and four championships. There are six players on that list. Steph joins LeBron, Jordan, magic, Kareem and Tim Duncan. Like this, this is what we're talking about. Like, what happened last night, we're going to point to. I'm going to say, remember that. And and everything, we don't see this. And I'm, God, do we call this a dynasty?
1: Four and eight. Going to six and eight, winning four and eight. I think it's a dynasty. think yeah, they're a dynasty. They're not it, quite, uh, the dynasty is so difficult. There, Rather, there's,
2: there's context. So the argument I would make is, It's a dynasty because you lost one of the greatest players in the world who went to Brooklyn and Kevin Durant. It's a dynasty because one of the best players on the team was out for two and a half freaking years.
1: Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, you have the greatest
2: shooter of all time and you won four titles.
1: If you think about the last eight years of basketball, there's only two stories, really. Right. It's the Warriors and LeBron James. Mm -hmm. They've just and they've been intertwined most of it. But that's it. Those two. And I guess Kawhi Leonard gets like he's been involved a little bit. but He's got his moment in the sun. But it's that. Those are the stories. Yeah, I I would call them a dynasty. I would, too. I would, too.
2: With with this NBA and how we have so many uh, factions just pairing up. Like it's the NWO, but that's a, let's live tour right now. (laughs) A lot going on with wrestling this morning. Don't worry. We'll get into it at some point. Oh, we will. It's Friday. There's a lot
1: going on. I saw your tweet. Stephanie McMahon's in charge. We'll get to it. We will get to it. So you mentioned there the six players that that Steph joined uh, with those accolades. It's funny. um, After the game last night, Kerr said that he said it for a while, that the guy he most reminds him of is Tim Duncan, like the selfless superstar. Obviously, they're totally different players. But like Tim
2: Duncan's not pointing to his finger with the ring er, in the third quarter.
1: But like the way you build a team around them and like they make it all work, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's the net. Like you know, we'll talk about the odds for next year already. I wonder if are the Warriors done? Like you would think that they're not. They're not ascending, right? They're older. That Draymond's only going to get worse. Clay, I have no idea, but I think about Duncan's career. And it was from the beginning to the end. Like his last title, I believe he was 37. I wonder if they have more in them. If Steph kids keep shooting like this, they probably could figure it out and win another.
2: Steph's not going anywhere. Nope. So that's the key component. I could sit here and say, well, how many players are coming back? (laughs) Well, the players that we're going to rattle off that might be retiring doesn't matter. Those are all replaceable pieces.
1: Right. They'll be fine without right. Iguodala coming back. Right.
2: Yeah. Right. I, how much longer is Draymond going to play? I don't know. But, yeah, I, but I don't he, know either. He got better. He got better in the series. And then what did he give you? The Draymond that we were used to for, for over the last few years, at least, a triple double threat. He gave you 12, right. 12, and eight in the got to have it game, the experience on the road. Let's win this championship. Let's not chance it at home on Sunday. So, yeah, they're still in the mix. So, late, late, a uh, year ago, last July, they were 12 to one to win the title. They had a the great start to the season. That number kept getting shorter. But the funniest thing is the second best time to jump in on that number, if you're not betting it a year ago, and let's be real, most people are not betting NBA futures one full year ahead, was when the playoffs started. They were 10 to one when the playoffs started. It's. I don't think they're done. I don't think they are, but we've talked about the strength right now. We say right now because NBA offseasons, they can flip at the drop of a hat. Right now, the stronger conference is the East, and the easier path is in the West for Golden State, and that is something we brought up before the finals started. They, they were not tested, man. I know they were down 2-1. It was almost 3-1. They were not pushed to seven games once. They knock out Denver in five, Memphis in six, of course, a jaw injury. We get that. Uh, Dallas, a five-game series in the conference finals. And then they take care of Boston in six, beating them three consecutive games, something we did not expect to see that happen this season.
1: Well, you you just brought it up. They weren't really tested and go to a game seven. And that again, that was against the MVP of the league in Nikola Jokic in the first round. It was against John Moran and the Warriors, who everyone loves. Like there were a lot of people who thought the Warriors could knock them off in the second round, and I thought it would go deep, but I, I thought the Warriors would win. But like people thought they could lose in the second round. It is funny you mentioned that ten to one was the best number in this, in the playoffs. Yep. in the playoffs, usually that doesn't happen, right? With a, a great team, a great star, it's like you know, once they get to the playoffs, people expect it. The regular season, there's ebbs and flows. That's when you jump on the number, but no, not not with them. It was different, but. That won't be the same next year, because now they're coming from the position of the top. I, I don't think the value with them next year is going to be then.
2: Do you want the finals MVP numbers? When the best yep. time? We know when. Obviously, it's before the playoffs start. Uh, when, <laughs> at the start of the finals, he was the odds-on favorite. It was basically a coin flip, maybe minus 110. MO books because it made sense. Okay instead of laying uh laying a bigger number on golden state you just bet Steph MVP cuz he was always going to win the MVP as long as golden state was your champion at the end before the playoffs started Steph was 14 to 1 to be the finals MVP after the first round ha- field cut down in half he's 4 to 1 conference finals plus 225 and as i mentioned coin flip right before the series got started that, that was never in doubt and once again, Joe G, every game decided by double digits. We didn't get a close game in the NBA Finals. I I know I'm not supposed to say this because it gave us a lot lot to talk about. I'm cool with it being over. I'm cool since most of these were non-competitive situations for the last how many? Well, the last couple months have we had any close playoff games? Yeah, I mean, two Honestly. months. It's been two Seriously. months. For this. It's ridiculous. It's annoying. Okay, so. Here, here's your all-time number that uh, we've got to wrap up here. NBA Finals games since 2008. When the line is six or less, it's usually six or less because you have two of the best teams in the NBA remaining. When the line is six or less, the winner of Finals games since 2008 is 68-0 and one against the spread. So we don't see situations since 2008 where the favorite wins, but the favorite does not cover that short spread. If you
1: you feel like you know who's going to win the game, just bet that team.
2: Plus plus 150 yesterday. We said it. If you want Golden State, just take them plus 150 instead of the plus three and a half or plus four.
1: Joe, you mentioned it, the blowouts. It continues to be this. It is a three-point shooting contest in the NBA. That's what we watch. That's what we enjoy. But that's what it is. It's become. Last night, the Warriors hit eight more threes. That's it. I mean, we can talk about the turnovers. There's a lot to the game, but that's the game. That is the game. Almost every one of these games follows that pattern. Turnovers are big, but threes are bigger. I mean, the threes change the game. Steph Curry, the MVP, well-deserved. The Warriors are champions. All right, on the other side, our first look. It might be the last time we look at it for a while, too. Our first look Mm -hmm. at next year's odds for the NBA championship. We're a couple weeks out from free agency, so things could change a little bit. But this doesn't seem to be a gigantic free agent class. Like, there might be some trades, but this doesn't seem to be one where there's a Durant out there. There's probably not that much that's going to change this. So we'll hit that next. Next year's NBA title odds, can the Warriors repeat? We'll hit it next. Joe O, Joe G, it's BetQL Daily right here, as always, on the BetQL Network.